All right, and we're back for another edition of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford again from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. Thanking you so much for being a part of today's show. It's just so awesome again to go ahead and talk about everything Lakers, especially with training camp coming up this weekend for the crew. It's just so exciting to see. And he's back once again. He's a regular part of the show. Again, he's one of, in fact, you know, let's just call him the fellow host. I don't like to go host, co-host, that type deal. Fellow host of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It is the man himself from the Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You got to check it out today on all major podcast outlets. It is TJ Johnson. What's up? I'm good, man. But man, I just I had to get in touch with you. We had to talk about one more yeah, time this week man. before they head into training camp because the news came out today that Kyle Kuzma. Well, it, it was on Twitter earlier this week that Mark Stein reported that mm. he, there was an injury, but Kuzma was saying. Wow, that's the first I heard about it. <laughs> and everybody's thinking, oh, you know, Mark Stein's not right. He, you know, you know, some NBA insider, yada, yada, yada. Well, turns out he was right because they officially announced the Los Angeles Lakers today announced that he's out indefinitely with the foot injury he suffered during his time with Team USA. Oh, man. Talk about, you know, not only did he not get on the team. And you hurt your foot? Come yes. <laughs> just, man, just insult and injury to that uh, but they're calling it a stress reaction in his foot i think that's just a new thing that they're coming up with now because the rookie that they just got in the draft in the second yep. round taylor horton tucker yep. he has a stress reaction in his yep. right so all these stresses now in their feet i guess you know in the past we used to call it sprains or, right you know, but, right or you know under the weather or you know just flu everything flu like symptoms yeah exactly now it's just load management well, the only unusual part of this that I, that I see is because this is, you know, a foot it, with a basketball player can be a lingering injury. Yes, it can. But the first thing I want to ask you is before we go into the repercussions of his injury going forward is to me a little bit curious decision that he's traveling to China with the team, even though he's not going to play in any of the games that he would only be expected back at the earliest to be a part of game action would be after they come back from China because they're talking mid-October, which is just right around the time that they come back from China. So I ask you, is it an unusual decision in your mind to say that, you know what, you need to travel with the team or should he have stayed in the U.S., on the West Coast, in L.A., rehabbing that foot or just focusing on, you know, working out and and getting into shape? You know, I think that that could be a little bit of a two-folder. One, Yes, I think to, to answer your second question first, I do think you should have stayed in L.A. training, get yourself right, get your head right. This is about the game of basketball. The flip side to that is I think it might be to save a bit of face and to make it seem like it's not as big of a deal as we could potentially in the media make it out to be. The fact that they were telling us there's an injury and then they were denying and then Kuzma was denying it or playing very coy about it just for them to turn around and finally announce that there is an injury makes me think that he didn't think it was a big deal, but it was serious enough to where, you know, he probably felt he needed to get at least looked at or checked out. And the Lakers are probably going to just not take any precautions. Obviously they're, they're trying to buy into Kuzma when everybody was up for sale. Kuzma was the one that was left standing. So obviously they feel some type of way about Kuzma, which is great, but it does lead me to believe that there it's either a, not as bad as we think it is, or B they're really just trying to save face. Either way, I think he should be back home. 
I think he should be training. I think he should be getting himself healthy. I think he should get himself ready for potentially one of the biggest seasons of his of his young career. Obviously, you love the opportunity to play for your country. You love the opportunity to play for Team USA. Uh, it's it's a they say it's a once in a lifetime chance for some of these players. Well, sometimes it's once in a lifetime. Sometimes it's three, four times in a lifetime. But it is a very, very um, distinguished honor to be able to do so. But there comes certain risks. Obviously, we look at Paul George a few years ago. That was a huge risk playing for Team USA, and you see what happened. Um, still shaking up to you look at that video. But Kyle Kuzma playing for Team USA in the FIBA tournament, um, it just it, it's one of those things that happens. Uh, I'm sure there was some extra stress to it. Again, they don't say exactly what it is. They just say it's a stress reaction, which, you know, again, could be anything from a stubbed toe to a arched foot. I don't know. It's many things it could be. Long story short, he needs to be home rehab and get himself ready for the season. Uh, if it's as serious, if it's serious enough for them to report, I think he should be. I think he should be getting healthy. Personally, well, I'll tell you what, it's so stressful right now. Maybe he should have his foot take like some yoga or something, <laughs> just maybe get like a massage or extra one or two nice soothing bath in Southern California instead of going to China and elevation and just exactly anything to just ease the stress because the stress is what. It's stressing me out and that they're not really being specific <laughs> outside of just saying it's stress. So, yeah, you know, I, I will say that he is important to the Lakers plans. And we discussed this on a previous episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. And I'll tell you what got me over the summer is that a lot of people were asking why Kuzma? Why was he the one that stayed? Why was he the one that wasn't traded away in the trade for Anthony Davis? Why is he such a valuable piece for the Lakers? I will tell you what, for me, I think he's a valuable piece just because of what he represents and his his love and affection for the team, but also the fact that he enjoyed playing with LeBron. They came off well. You know, whether or not he's a best fit for the Lakers and playing with LeBron and AD, we'll have to wait and see. But I know he enjoyed his time and learning from LeBron and playing with LeBron. But I can tell the organization truly cares for him more than what they cared for Brandon Ingram, Ball, or or any of the assets, you know, as part of the trade for Anthony Davis. And I could tell why, and I'll give you a reason. The draft lottery, I don't know if you want to go way back to the draft lottery. Who was representing the Lakers at the draft lottery? It was Kuzma. It was Kuzma. It was Kuzma. And when an organization does that, they really, that, that to me tells me they're really standing behind that individual, whether it's a GM, whether it's a president, vice president, or a player. Yeah. And to me, that that gave me the sign that I think the Lakers were really behind him, 100%. Whether or not it stays that way, ultimately it's left on the court. But, you know, this begs the question with this now stressful situation that we're having in regards to Kyle Kuzma's injury. And that is this, you know, we talked about where we think he'll end up as far as he's in or out in the starting lineup. But because of the delay now with the injury, if things are moving forward and all the pieces are in place and you already have a rotation in mind or a starting lineup in mind, coming out of China, could it be for you now a little bit more solid on the fact that maybe he'll be coming off the bench starting the season? For me, it actually solidifies it. Absolutely. Thing is, you, you don't have a choice at this point. He hasn't had the opportunity to go through training camp. You're already going to get a look at a team without Kuzma in China. I think it'd be asinine for them to go ahead and try to put him, insert him into the starting lineup right off the gate now if he works himself back up and gets himself into that type of shape because you know again the only way you can stay in basketball conditioning is to play basketball you can't just go through simulation practices and and scrimmages and things that there's no 
replacing on-court basketball as far as your conditioning is concerned. He's going to have to get his conditioning back. He's got to get his strength back up in his foot. There's a lot of things that come with having a stress reaction injury uh, because you got to be able to try to build all that stuff back up, stamina, wind, strengthen that foot. So, no, I, I think it's completely solidified that he would be coming off the bench. Even if he can get himself healthy by the start of the season season, he's going to be coming off the bench. Well, it, there definitely are some questions out there in regarding the health of Kyle Kuzma. Let's hope this doesn't drag out over the course of the season because this could really hinder his progress. I'm not sure if it'll hinder the Lakers' progress 100%, but I know it will hinder his progress in his third year, which is usually a decisive year for an individual, an NBA player. is usually that second, third, and fourth year. That's where you really start to see what kind of player that they're going to be. It's usually that this time where where a player will develop. And since he started out as an older player, since he didn't start, you know, he didn't come into the league as, you know, an 18 or 19 year old freshman, he, he's already in that stage where he's reaching that plateau on where he needs to be and where he's going to be as a player. So we're going to have to wait and see exactly how this develops. If this is going to be a lingering issue going forward for the entire season, if he'll ultimately need surgery, I hope not because that would yeah. derail him more than the Lakers per se, but it will also hurt the Lakers as well because having someone who, who's, you know, who basically is capable of popping off 20 points a game at any point in time, if you got, you know, if you let him, if you give him the ball, if he gets hot, what have you, having that in your arsenal is always a great thing. So I'm hope I'm hoping for him that he will be able to go ahead and, and get healthy and get right and get, you know, just even if he misses the first couple of weeks of the season, just get right with that foot and be able to go ahead and produce for the rest of the 2019-2020 season. Yep, uh, agreed wholeheartedly. And I see the, the Lakers have gotten a bit of an injury bug right off the bat already between Kyle Kuzma, uh, obviously their new rookie uh, that they have, and uh, what's the kid's name? He just mentioned his name. Uh, well, they had uh, the Taylor Hort Tucker. They also have Jordan Caroline. That's who it was I was thinking of. There's a forward, Jordan Caroline. Uh, he has uh, surgery on his foot on September 6th so right off the bat we got some injuries to our Lakers now granted this to two rookies and one you know three-year player but you just hope that that's not a precursor for things to come I agree with you I hope it's not either we'll have to wait and see but definitely Kyle Kuzma is going to be on the shelf for at least two to three weeks looks like mid-October at the earliest and we'll go from there but once they get back from China with Kyle Kuzma, they're going to have an MRI to see if his foot's going to be okay. They can get a better idea exactly the long-term ramifications of his foot and how good it will be going forward. So keep your fingers crossed, Lakers yeah, fans, for yeah. some good things for Kyle Kuzma. I think he deserves it. I think he's worked hard on this game. I think he's ready to prove to people that he can become that consistent number three player for the Los Angeles Lakers if he gets a shot, as I said this to you before, if he gets a shot as far as three-pointer back to what he had in his rookie year as around 36%, even if he goes to 37, 38, that would be sensational. I'm truly hoping for a great season for him, but I'm also hoping for some great health as well. Definitely his contribution to the Lakers will be something that could really be something special if he gets right and if he's healthy going into right. the season. Absolutely. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, all right, my friend, but before we go, I want to make sure we talk about some Facebook groups real quickly. I want to give them a big shout out. Gone ahead and allowed us to go ahead and advertise in in their groups. So big shout out to Los Angeles Lakers fans, real Lakers worldwide, Laker gang, and born a Lakers fan, die a Lakers fan. If you're interested as a Lakers fan with any of those groups, join up with them today. The discussion's always on. Those are some great groups out there. Combined, I was counting about over 400,000 Lakers fans that were involved in these groups. So if you want to get involved today, join any one of those groups. And I cannot thank them enough for allowing us to go ahead and advertise the Lakers Fast Break podcast. But all right, my friend. All right. As we head on out, we got to talk about it. In the last episode, I became Mr. Hot Take. I became Mr. Hot Take and did a hot take on Rajon Rondo and said that I didn't think he was a capable NBA player. I may have been a little bit too harsh because you were very kind as far as his contributions. And I'm not going to discount his contributions when it comes to his experience, his mentoring, and his possible coaching other players, and even his playoff skills. He's someone that maybe in the playoffs you want to have ready and as far as on a shorter rotation. He could come off the bench and provide some minutes for you there. But during the course of the season, man, especially last year, Some pretty rough stats. I know we talked about it before, 35% from three, which is league average right around there. That's not too shabby, but it falls apart from there, my friend. I'm going to just read this out to you. Okay. Defensive plus minus. 81. That's right. 81st out of 105 as far as the point guards are concerned. Now, Trey Young and Colin Sexton, they got to get their act together because they're on the bottom of this list. But that's for those teams to take care of. They're they're young. They're rookies. Rajon Rondo's no rookie, and he's 81 out of 105. And that's not a good start right there. So his impact defensively is not where it needs to be. His true shooting percentage, because we talked about the 35%. His true shooting percentage, I'll use the quote right here that medium.com did. An abysmal. 47% true shooting percentage, which is third worst among all qualified NBA players for last season. So when he's not shooting three-pointers, it's not a pretty sight. It's pretty much what they're saying. Yikes. But we also talk about his distribution, and he does get eight assists a game. He did average that last season. So you got to take the good with the bad. But there are some gaping holes that I guess were always a part of his game. Yep. He was higher on the steal ratios, you know, for so many years. You you would always discount as far as any defensive lapses that he would have because he was always going for steals and he was always among the league leaders in steals. Those days don't appear to be there. So I ask you, my friend, capable NBA player, I may have been a little bit too harsh, but you cannot tell me he's going to be, with those kind of numbers, someone that the Lakers truly need and truly going to utilize well during the course of the Lakers season. Well, let's be very clear on what we decide is utilizing. If we're talking about for his offensive capabilities, shooting the ball, well, no, he was never that guy. He was never that offensively minded 
basketball player who's looking to get his points, looking to get his shot at the sacrifice of anybody else on the team. That was never his game. So if you're referring to him offensively in that regard, then you'd be correct. But that was never his game to begin with. His game has been his high basketball IQ, his ability to make his teammates better by looking for them, getting them in their correct spots. Again, he averaged over eight assists for the last season. That's his game, his high basketball IQ, his his ability to, to generate open shots for other players. That's what we need Rajon Rondo to do. We have enough scorers. LeBron, Anthony Davis, your guards coming off the bench. We have enough people that can shoot the ball. It'd be great if Rajon Rondo could shoot the ball. And every once in a while, if he shoots the ball from deep, there's a good chance it might go in. It might not. Who knows? Point is, that's not his game. It's never been his game. And I don't think anybody who watches Rajon Rondo play is expecting anything other than what they've pretty much got, uh, which is consistent offensive running. Maybe not consistent shooting, but we've never really gotten consistent shooting from Rajon Rondo. So that's nothing. But the only thing is, I mean, those are things that are needed to surround Anthony Davis and also LeBron because LeBron can distribute as well. Anthony Davis had his, I think, his career high in assists last year or very close to it. He's very good assist-wise last year. I mean, distribution-wise, I think they're pretty good there. They need people that can shoot the ball and shoot the ball well and also defend and defend the ball well. And at this point in time, if you base the numbers, he really didn't do a great job of either. And that concerns me greatly going forward because the Lakers do need a definitive point guard at some point in time to help out LeBron. This trio that we talked about on our last show with Alex Caruso, Rajon Rondo, and Quinn Cook, one of them needs to stand out. And I don't think you and I had a definitive individual that stands out. And the Lakers don't have the trade assets anymore because you gave the whole house, the condo, the beach house, <laughs> the apartments. And the sports car. And the sports cars. You gave everything in the divorce with all the other players there And you, when you sent them packing to New Orleans. Yep. So what do you have left? You don't have a whole lot outside of Kuzma. And you know you didn't want to trade him in the first place. So it all comes back around again where – it's something that I'm worried about as far as that position is concerned, that there needs to be something to solidify. And I'm not sure amongst those three, again, going back to what we were talking about, is there enough there to, to get by? I think there is enough to get by in the regular season without that much needed from it. It's just when you get to the postseason, can we find something like playoff Rondo that can give us that even more with what we have there? I think we can. And it's like you said, we we didn't have a definitive, this is the point guard. I think both of us, probably more so me than you, you're a little bit critical, but uh, <laughs> definitely more so me from the standpoint of, I think you just, you kind of have to go around Rondo by default because nobody else has stepped up enough to take that spot. Uh, I think it's Rondo's spot to lose very much the same way I think it's JaVale McGee's spot to lose that starting center position to Dwight Howard. But it doesn't change the fact that we're picking the the lesser of two evils if you will uh we're trying to pick who's going to be the best candidate out of the bunch that we have and quite frankly none of them really are starting point guard potential but considering what we have to work with i still think your best bet is rajon rondo just from pure experience point alone and a little bit more of the consistency that we would need avery bradley is not consistent kyle quinn not consistent I mean, Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, excuse me. Quinn Cook, not consistent. There's just, the consistency isn't there for anybody else. And again, we know, I I hear the numbers in regards to his player rating and his defensive rating. I I get it. 
I do. I do. But who's going to be a better option at point guard that we have? That's the problem. I may be inclined to agree with you. He may not be, you know, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'll walk back. See, I'm not going to be one of those guys that has those hot takes to have a hot take. I'm going to walk back on that statement just a little bit that he is still somewhat of a capable NBA player. Plus, he's going to be playing alongside two of the best five players right now in the game. Exactly. When they're healthy, they're two of the best five. And to me, that's why I think the Lakers will excel the seasons because I think both of those individuals have something to prove. But again, as we get closer to the season, we're going to go ahead with our season predictions and all that. So I don't want to mm-hmm. go ahead and, and delve into detail into that too quickly. But I want to go ahead, as the Lakers are breaking into training camp, say that you know what, it is a position that they do need to focus on and decide exactly where they want to commit to. Quinn Cook is great in short bursts, as we saw in the playoffs. Yes gave them energy, gave them three-pointers right away. But once you started playing him a lot more because of the injuries, that's when you saw the the leaks in the in the dam, so to speak. That's when you saw the holes there. You can't play him consistently long minutes, but my goodness, he's a great 12, 15, 18-minute player right there for you. He can give you like 10, 12 points, you know, really give your second unit a really nice boost. But if we're going to go ahead and depend on him, that's going to be an issue. If we're going to go ahead and depend on Alex Caruso, I know a lot of people are like, again, like I said on the previous podcast, there's so many people out there going, oh, you know, he's, he just needs some time and he's going to be the greatest player. I mean, look, we only have a small sample size, like that's you right. said, that's like right. you just showed right there with your fingers. Small sample size, 23 games should not determine whether or not he, he's the man. I mean, we'll see it in camp. He'll get time in camp. Because he'll get time in the exhibition games in China. He'll get time during the course of the exhibition season. So we will know coming out of training camp if he's going to be a viable option going forward. So ultimately, it goes back to the familiarity you have with Rajon Rondo. So I hope he is a capable NBA player. (laughs) I think he is in as far as distribution is concerned. But again, he's going to have to shore up. It's going to have to be an issue of desire. I think a lot of what he does during the season is an issue of desire. And if he realizes the situation, then he's going to go ahead and maybe shape and form because the Lakers, again, with this team, I think they could be top five in the West. I think they can go ahead and be anywhere from one through five, depending on exactly everything that that's goes on. But, you know, it's, it's all up to the team from this point, but final thoughts before we head on out on Rachel Rondo, because you're, you've convinced me to go ahead and ease off my stance. <laughs> but not a whole lot more. I think it's important that the Lakers keep him engaged early. What Rajon Rondo can do is he can tend to distance himself and he can tend to kind of be this, he can alienate himself and not really be involved, especially if he's not getting to be involved in the offense. So if he's literally just there to kind of dribble the ball up and, and get the ball out, he's not able to kind of help run the offense. You know, a lot of the great point guards that you have in the league are out there calling plays on the floor along with the coach. So I think he still needs to feel like he's got the ability and the uh, the the green light, if you will, to be able to kind of make some of those on-the-fly adjustments that we would uh, be accustomed to seeing, like a, a Peyton Manning make it at the line of scrimmage or something of that nature. He's got to be able to feel comfortable enough to still continue to do that. He's got to feel comfortable enough to continue to be Rajon Rondo. I think it's important that the Lakers make sure that they keep him plugged in early as well. They've got a lot of balls to to juggle in the air at the same time. You've got a a recently ranked number three in the NBA, LeBron James. You've got 
Anthony Davis, who has something to prove at this point as well. You got Rajon Rondo. I mean, you've got a lot of balls to juggle in the air as far as massaging minutes and massaging egos and massaging characters. And don't forget, you got Kyle Kuzma, who once he comes back from his injury, is going to be inserted into that rotation. It's going to be kind of expected to really, you know, again, take off considering the fact that the intention is not so much on him. He might be able to thrive in a situation like that. So you still got a lot of balls in the air that you're juggling if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. And it'll be very, very important that they come out and assert themselves early in the season and allow the the team chemistry to build from the from the ground up. But they have to come out aggressive. They they can't jog out to the game and they can't jog out there and and kind of put a half show out there because they're trying to build chemistry. No, you need to build chemistry right now. And that could be another reason why Kyle Kuzma is still traveling with the team as part of the chemistry building. He wasn't there for the summer, obviously, with the FIBA commitment. So it's important that he builds that camaraderie, builds that chemistry, builds that that gel that you're going to need for a deep uh, playoff run. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy (laughs) happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the Underground. Once again, it's TJ Johnson from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. Any last thoughts on what you're going to be working on this weekend with your friends, both Haas and also as well, Mr. Dutch, when it comes to Voice from the Underground? Well, you know, I've got a birthday this weekend, so I'm, I'm, I, I haven't told those guys yet. I might take the weekend off, but I haven't told them yet, so shh. Yeah, don't tell Dutch. Don't tell Dutch. <laughs> no, I love those guys, and we'll probably still put something together. I'll be out of, uh, I'll be out of town, but uh, we're definitely going to still put it together and get it done because uh, we got to finish up our crash perspective and then there were some things that were said in the last podcast that we all want to kind of go back over and, and get to the bottom of so you know we have fun but we, we like to keep it we like to get serious when the time comes well i know the news is very hot and heavy as of late when it comes to washington dc and all that plus i told jason i would never forgive him if he doesn't talk about greta for at least a couple minutes so <laughs> and especially that gif but we yes. won't go there. So we won't go there. We won't go there. Yeah. Voice from the underground. Exactly. <laughs> that is, again, Voice from the Underground. If you like your politics, pop culture, and cigars, plus a lot of great talk, you got to check them out today. All their great shows that they've got already there. Plus, it's coming up as well in anticipation of your birthday. All the best for your, what, 21st birthday? Uh, maybe 14 years ago. No, I'm, I'll be turning uh, 35 in one hour and 45 minutes. Uh, well, congratulations to you, my friend. I know that's something very special. I remember many, many years ago when I hit that age, but we won't talk about that as well. But I know you're going to be uh, having a great weekend, so I just wish you all the best and tremendous success to you and the show as well, Voice from the Underground, on all major podcasts. If you want to check out my stuff, I'm also doing the Inside Sports Fantasy Football, plus also as well the PCC Multiverse, part of the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, we're talking a lot of great things, including Kevin Feige. Yeah. Head of Marvel Studios. Yeah, man. Yeah, going to be involved in Star Wars. So that's some great news that I talked about. Actually, already recorded already, but you're going to hear it on Friday with my good friend from Australia, Ben Arnault, Smoking Hot Confessions. Nice. So, my friend, it's been a great episode. I'll tell you what. 
when you come back with me next week, we'll set aside. I know this is not really the Lakers stuff that we're talking about. We'll we'll set aside some stuff for Kevin Feige and Star Wars for you. Yeah. I'll set aside a couple minutes for you on and that. Some, and some J.J. Abrams and D.C. extended. There you go. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. Henry Cavill, I heard, it might be on the way out even more right. so now. But our, our geek is showing. You, gotta, you better cut it out, man. Yeah, I better cut it out. Better cut it. Gotta stay Lakers geek. Gotta stay Lakers geek for now. But again, media day, training camp, all that good stuff is coming out for Lakers fans. I know everyone is excited, like TJ and I, to keep in touch with us as far as is concerned. You can go ahead and hit us up on the Twitter. We're on the Twitter, at Lakers Fast Break. Also, at VFU Podcast for TJ, at Pop Culture Cosmo for me as well. Or if you want to send us an email with comments, questions, and also thoughts, email us at LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Plus, when we get on Apple Podcasts and all those other podcast outlets, we'll update you on that. So if you're listening and you're not exactly in love with Anchor or Spotify, we are getting on more platforms. And as soon as we do, we'll let you know. Amen. Amen to that as well. All right, my friend. It's been a great time talking to you as always. I wish you again all the best on your birthday. Number 21 coming up for you. I'll stick to that. Just wishing you a great birthday. And again, to everyone out there on the Facebook groups that you know have appreciated and liked what we're all about, we cannot thank you enough that have listened in already. So tune in again. We've got more episodes coming up in the next week as well. Thank you again so much for being a part of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>